Welcome to another episode of Media Matchmaker, a podcast from Huntington News. This is Hannah Rossman, your Media Matchmaker speaking. second year media and screen studies major here at Northeastern University and on this podcast I will be helping guests find the movie book or tv show of their dreams my formula is simple a guest tells me about their favorite piece of media and I recommend other media I think they might like and then they all live happily ever after Today's guest is McKenna Harnden. She is a second year media and screen studies and theater major. She transferred to Northeastern from Rhode Island College. A fun fact about her is that she has two dogs, two ducks, a guinea pig, and a fish. Welcome, McKenna. Hello. What are we going to talk about today? Yeah, let's talk about Midsommar, my favorite movie of all time. Yes. By A24 Films. I'm, I, I have a lot of feelings about this movie. Oh, I cannot wait to hear. This is such an exciting one. I can't wait to talk about it. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, a little bit of background. Uh, Midsommar is a 2019 folk horror film. Um, It is a co-production of the United States and Sweden that was distributed by Indie Darling, A24. It is the second movie written and directed by Ari Aster after his 2018 debut, Hereditary. That is also a horror film that I think if you like Midsommar, you should definitely check out. Have you seen it, McKenna? I have not. No, I'm petrified. I've heard it's super scary. (laughs) It is really scary, I will say. It is a different level of intense than Midsommar, but it is also really ridiculously good. (laughs) I've heard very good things about it. All right. Well, so recommendation number one, but we'll get to some more later. Um, Ari Aster is a pretty young guy, but he is already being looked to as the new horror maven of the generation, following in the footsteps of auteurs like M. Night Shyamalan or even Alfred Hitchcock. He first gained acclaim for his horror short films, but did not really become a big name until Hereditary. Last summer, he announced that he is developing his next film, which he claims will be a four-hour nightmare comedy called Disappointment Boulevard. So let's keep our eyes peeled for that one. Um, Sounds pretty exciting. Yeah. (laughs) Midsommar stars Florence Pugh as Danny and Jack Rayner as Christian, a couple who are on the rocks and travel with Christian's friends, played by William Jackson Harper of The Good Place, uh, Will Poulter and Wilhelm Blomgren, I believe that is how you pronounce it, it is a Swedish name, I'm not sure, to an isolated Swedish commune. Well, the whole cast does incredibly interesting work. Pew was really the breakout star. She has been working as an actress since 2014, but this performance, plus her Oscar-nominated role as Amy in Little Women in December of 2019, really solidified her as a star. As amazing as the acting is, perhaps the most striking element of Midsommar is the setting, which was designed by Henrik Svensson, a Swedish production designer, and amazingly, this was his first feature film. So I'm impressed. So for those of us who haven't seen it, can you give us a short plot description of Midsommar? Yeah, sure. So basically, it's this group of about, I believe, five people 
one of them being a couple, they go to Sweden to this commune, like you mentioned, and a lot of stuff goes down, basically. At first, the guy, I forget his name, he's a Swedish guy, he describes it as a Midsommar nine-day festival, and there's a lot of festivities, pageantry, and it turns out that there is pageantry, but the festivities are much more they're interesting and I don't want to spoil anything but there's some sacrifices there's a lot of bloodshed and in the end basically it just comes down to Florence who plays Danny she is in the end and she is the one who survived I don't know if that's a good description (laughs) that is an amazing description yes it is a rollicking good time so tell me Why do you love Midsommar? I fell in love with it just because purely of the aesthetic and the setting, um, the colors and the May Queen dress and the crown. It's beautiful. The cinematography is gorgeous, the way that they filmed it. It like, because they do an acid trip and they have the effects coming onto the screen. So it looks like you're experiencing the acid trip. In a lot of the film, it makes you feel for the character like Danny in the beginning when her whole family family is murdered by a suicide by her sister I was like wow this is off to a rocky start and fun fact I actually have the Midsommar director's cut (laughs) amazing yeah it actually has the book in it with um, all the artwork and this is what the back looks like another fun fact my uncle he lives in Glendale California he actually made a couple trailers for this movie he is a film producer Um, and he sent me this for Christmas last year and it was pretty cool. So (laughs) amazing. Oh my God. The personal connection, everything. Wow. Oh my God. For our listeners, you cannot see it, but McKenna just showed me her very beautiful director's cut with really just delightful imagery that is very fitting with the film, I think. The artistry is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I think, you know, A24 is probably one of my favorite like film I don't know if it's a company but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do they do really cool stuff yeah they're an indie film company I would love to work with them one day. That's like the dream. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. My fingers are crossed for you because (laughs) that does sound so delightful. Yeah. I haven't seen The Lighthouse though. I know my uncle also worked on The Lighthouse. I haven't seen that one yet. I know Minari came out with Steven Ewan from The Walking Dead. I have a lot to watch watch Minari. Yeah. It looks looks awesome. And I will say I did not include it on my list of recommendations, but The Lighthouse is amazing. And if you are a big fan of like the visual artistry. Oh, the visual artistry in the lighthouse is out of hand. Yeah, I've seen the trailer and it looks interesting. So I might have to take a look at it later tonight. <laughs> yes, it is It is horrifying, I will say. At least at the level of Midsommar, if not more horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I also feel like Midsommar is, you know... When I first watched it, I didn't really know what to expect. I thought it was just going to be some sort of like, you know, they go on a trip to Sweden and someone falls in love. Um, Mm -hmm. But after the first scene of where they showed Danny's sister, Terry, with the gas mask around her mouth, I was like, wow, that's gory. And I'm a fan of gore, so it's okay. (laughs) I already knew at that point I was in for a wild ride. And I remember at the end of the film, I was like, my jaw jaw dropped. I was like, wow, this is incredible. (laughs) Oh my God. It's truly magical. Okay. An amazing segue. So tell us about Danny's character arc. Yeah, so I re- watched this the other night for the third time, and I I actually noticed a huge, like, a pretty decent character arc from the beginning of the movie. She is, 
you know, worried about her sister. She gets these weird emails from her. You know, she's super worried. She's calling Christian, like, you know, what's going on? Um, and then once she finds out and gets the call from the unknown person, her, you know, it goes up and she's crazy. She's mourning and she's in grief. After a while, she kind of goes into this stage where she's completely numb. She doesn't really know what to do with her grief. And then she hears that they're going to Sweden. And I feel like in her mind, that might be kind of like an escape from the grief that she has. But unfortunately, it does follow her when she's taking the shrooms. And they mention how um, they're a family and she kind of loses it and walks away and goes into this outhouse, sees her sister in the mirror and, you know, she's freaking out. Um, And then she starts to get panic, you know, like what's going on after the first sacrifice where the two people jump off of the cliff. She's like, what's going on? What, what is this place? Because it's very reminiscent of what happened with her family. There are suicides and she actually saw, you know, her sister and her entire family on the rock below the cliff. And then after a while, she starts to get this whole realization of what this really is once people start going missing. She has the dream that all of the friends left her and drove away. And then she has the slow realization when everyone starts going missing. I think her name is Nora, Simon's girlfriend. She goes missing and they're like, okay, what's going on? I think once she sees what Christian did with that girl, her she just goes up from there. And I have read a lot of reviews about this movie and a lot of people think it's gory, whatever but there's actually some psychologists who believe that this is kind of a relief for her in the end and she finds peace and I I you know wholeheartedly agree she finds peace in the completely wrong way but I think throughout the film the quote that stuck out to me was do you feel held by him yep I think she started to realize the maybe her and Christian aren't meant to be four years they were together and Nothing was changing, and at the end of the movie, when she has that um, iconic smile, when she watches the bur- the building burning, I believe that is where her character arc really comes to its climax. And um, from there, I don't really have a theory as to what she's doing after that happens. Maybe she just stays there and lives and dies like the rest of the Harga people. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I have heard this movie referred to as the ultimate breakup movie, yes. and it's kind of true. It, it really is. Yeah, I totally agree. But like I heard a bunch of psychologists say like, you know, I'm proud of her at the end. She she found her peace. And, you know, I also believe that throughout this movie, I realized that Florence Pugh is mostly a mouth actor and she uses a lot of her mouth, mouth expressions, facial expressions, the smile that she did and how her smile was kind of like down. I don't know how to describe it. You know, she I, she is just incredible. She is an incredible actress. I'm very excited to see her in Black Widow with Scarlett Johansson, David Harbour, and O.T. Fagbenel. So yeah. <laughs> Cannot wait. That is another one that I am just so ready for. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, amazing. All right, great. So my first recommendation is The Wicker Man. It has been called the Citizen Kane of horror movies by the film magazine Cine Fantastique. It is a 1973 British folk horror musical film directed Mm -hmm. by Robin Hardy from a script by Anthony Schaefer. Anthony Schaefer, little sidebar, is most famous for writing the 1970 play Sleuth, which he adapted into a 1972 movie, which was directed by Joseph Mankiewicz. And that movie starred Laurence Olivier and Michael Caine. And it happens to be one of my favorite movies ever. So I was predisposed to like The Wicker Man just because of Anthony Schaefer's involvement. 
but even on its own, it is a delightful film. It is inspired by David Pinner's 1967 novel, Ritual. It stars Edward Woodward and Christopher Lee, along with a large ensemble cast, in a story about the all-encompassing power of religion, both in terms of Christianity and paganism. Woodward plays police sergeant Neil Howie, who visits the isolated island of Summer Isle in search of a missing girl. Howie, a devout Christian, is appalled to find that the inhabitants of the island have abandoned Christianity to practice a form of Celtic paganism. It features wild costumes, disturbing rituals, not the least of which includes a human sacrifice that is a clear influence on the ending of Midsommar. The endings of these two movies are eerily similar. Ari Aster definitely saw The Wicker Man before he wrote Midsommar, um, but that's amazing. We, we love when films are influenced by other films and they are both amazing. <laughs> awesome, that sounds really cool. I like the whole paganism vibe. That sounds fun. <laughs> we love paganism. It's a party. Is this what platform is The Wicker Man on? Okay, you can, unfortunately, you cannot stream it for free, but you can rent it on YouTube, Amazon, iTunes, or Apple TV+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of options. <laughs> awesome. I'll have to yes. take a look at it. I have a lot of films to watch, so. Add them to the list. Oh my God. The list is very important. My list of films to watch is... Is, is reaching into the hundreds. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. like your list can never be too long. This is true. So my next recommendation is Under Silver Lake. This is another A24 release. It is a 2018 neo-noir black comedy thriller. So a lot of descriptors in there. It's a lot of different things. It also features a creepy cult and a pervasive sense of dread, as well as a magical setting. Oh my God, so many things that we love. (laughs) Um, In this case though, the magical setting is not Sweden. It is 2011 Los Angeles. It was written, produced, and directed by David Robert Mitchell, whose earlier films included The Myth of the American Sleepover, which is a fun little coming-of-age film. Uh, He really rose to prominence, though, with his 2014 horror hit, It Follows, which is a really creepy movie, but a lot of people like it. So Under Silver Lake stars Andrew Garfield as an aimless 30-something conspiracy theorist who sets out on a quest to investigate the sudden disappearance of his neighbor, played by Riley Keough, only to stumble upon an elusive and dangerous, but surprisingly real conspiracy. It received middling reviews, but if you enjoy a subtly funny, but also deeply disturbing and visually impressive mystery, I think you just might love this movie. It also shares with Midsommar the use of ritualistic suicide. (laughs) So, you know, if you liked that element, you might like this movie. Awesome. I actually, when you said Los Angeles, it made me think of American Horror Story a little bit. Thinking about American Horror Story Hotel, I believe it was Hotel Cecil. I don't know where it is, but it makes me think of Los Angeles. 
Oh my god. I have to tell you, I love American Horror Story Hotel yeah. on another level. Oh my god. I feel like people hate on that season a lot. They're like, oh, Lady Gaga ruined it. It's bad. I was like, no, that was maybe not my favorite season, but it was up there. It was, it's like in my top three favorite seasons. Yeah, I watched like the first three episodes. I need to finish it, but my favorite season is, is Asylum by far. <laughs> That's the best one. It's so yep. good. It's so yep. good. I could talk forever about American Horror Story. Oh, oh my god. We yeah. might have to have you on again just to talk American Horror Story. I would love to. And um, seeing Evan Peters as of recent, if anyone has been watching WandaVision, made my Evan Peters heart happy. I was like, there we go. <laughs> he is a delightful little man. Oh my god. You can stream under Silver Lake for free on Amazon Prime. So awesome. that yeah. is a plus, <laughs> right? Okay. My next recommendation is The Invitation, a 2015 horror film directed by Karen Kusama. Prior to directing this movie, Kusama had also directed Girl Fight, a boxing movie starring Michelle Rodriguez, Eon Flux, a widely hated sci-fi film that was famously taken away from Kusama and re-edited by the studio. That was like big drama. And my personal favorite of Karen Kusama's movies, Jennifer's Body. The horror comedy Jennifer's Body, it is truly essential viewing for any horror fan. Certainly recommend it for you. It's a little bit of a different vibe than Midsommar or The Invitation, but it is truly special. Kusama is also a prolific TV director, but since The Invitation, she has only directed one other feature, the 2018 crime thriller, Destroyer, which starred Nicole Kidman. The Invitation, along with the majority of Kusama's films, was written by her husband, Phil Hay, and his writing partner, Matt Manfredi. The film stars Logan Marshall Green as a grieving divorcee who brings his new girlfriend to a dinner party hosted by his ex-wife and her new husband, he becomes increasingly suspicious of the couple's motives for inviting him to dinner as the night goes on. Well, this film just takes place in one house, so it does not share the same dazzling design of Midsommar or Under Silver Lake or The Wicker Man, it is still impeccably crafted and beautiful to look at, and you can stream it for free on Netflix. Awesome. All right. My last recommendation is Baccarat. I believe I am pronouncing it correct. If I am wrong, I am sorry. Baccarat is a 2019 Brazilian folk horror film written and directed by Kleber Mendoca Filho and Juliano Dornelles. It is in Portuguese, so if subtitles are not your vibe, then this is not the film for you. But... It tackles themes of colonialism and political corruption, so gotta love that. Yeah. Um, it does so by telling the story of Baccarat, a fictional close-knit town that is beset by strange happenings following the death of its matriarch. In this one, it is not the kooky townspeople that are doing the cultiness, but outsiders who decide to prey upon these poor town folk for sport. It stars the formidable Sonia Braga 
a Brazilian icon who worked with one of Baccarat's directors, Kleber Mendoca Filho, before on his 2016 film Aquarius. She plays a doctor and the de facto leader of the town, while Udo Kier also stars, playing the leader of the bloodthirsty and deeply racist foreigners. You can rent this one on YouTube, Amazon, or Apple TV+. Plus. Awesome. Amazing. These are recommendations. What do you think? Are you going to check them out? Absolutely. I most likely will watch the trailers because that's what I like to do. And then I'll take a look. I think The Wicker Man is really kind of, it's got my attention. <laughs> the Wicker Man is a seminal one. Yeah, you really cannot go wrong with any of these films. They are all fun. They all feature cults. And they are all pretty scary. Awesome. I love a good scary movie. I still got to get on that hereditary <laughs> well, keep us posted on what you think. Uh, maybe we will have you back to tell us what you thought of these recommendations. Of course, I would love to talk up, like talk about this and American Horror Story. Oh, that'd be awesome! <laughs> Amazing! Oh my god! Well, that does it for our episode. Thank you so much for being here, McKenna. You're welcome. Oh my god, this is so much fun. This is my first podcast, so this is like really cool. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Oh, amazing. Okay. And thank you for listening. I am Hannah Rossman. I'll see you next time here on Media Matchmaker.